This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to This is the G Podcast. It is episode 99. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Give it an air horn. Just one. One away, y'all. One away. <laughs> we need to get Lizzo on here to do that TED talk she did on twerking. I want to know <laughs> what was that about? But we'll talk let's about that later. Say, look, hey, let's don't and say we did. Okay, enough. It is October. It is officially the spooky season. Not the spook. Not, I'm not gonna. I didn't say the spook season, y'all. Don't get mad at me. It's the spooky season. And happy my Gen Z. Happy birthday, my Gen Z. It was fabulosity in the crib because Gen Z hit that that super number, special number. So I gotta say happy birthday before we get rolling. And this is the G Podcast. Each week we do news, politics, that pop culture, and of course the piping hot tea from Tanya B and a whole lot more. Gotta say what's up to the panel. Tanya B is in the building somewhere in America. Thank you very much. Don't put me on front street. I am somewhere in America. And next week I'll still be somewhere, somewhere in, America. in America. Catch the bird wire five times weekly, Friday, Saturday, 8 p.m., 10 p.m., and Saturday at noon, Sundays, 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. And, and you know what, Tanya B., I got to give it to you. You dropped that new Temptations and Smokey song. I was loving it. I felt, you know what I felt and like saying? Yes, legendary. I mean, yeah. if they put the L in legendary, period, point blank, end of story. You know what I felt like saying? Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> well, now they coming to see Otis because everybody dead, but Otis. <laughs> but you know, I loved it. I, you know, I was, I was loving it. But you know, that is, that is, it's a hot song. I mean, I was impressed with the way it starts off with the bass. I was like, yeah, man. Now, again, was I the first person to bring you that legendary? Well, I, you broke it with me, so I'm just gonna, you know, I was the first one to hear it. Oh, so, well, the record actually doesn't come out until next week. So anybody that listened, and if you didn't, you missed a lot. And I, 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 that's how I get down. And that's all I'm going to say. Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. <laughs> Go ahead, Tanya B. And um, and you know what? It's it's tonight as as we tape. That's why I got to hurry up and do this show. Uh, is Brady versus Belichick, and that's going to be near your hometown, Tanya B. Yeah. So <laughs> does yes, anybody God. care? I know Tanya B cares, but but Tanya B, you know, I gotta I gotta ask the question. Here we go. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. What's cooking, Tanya B? What is cooking, Tanya B, for this magnanimous uh, occasion? I, I got my snack. So and actually before I told you I was in the store and I was out shopping earlier today and I went shopping uh <laughs> on Tuesday. But for dessert, I've got Soup potato pie that tastes a whole lot better than that patty, that patty patty pie. No, wait a minute now. I'm sorry. I can't get with that. <laughs> um, and then for our snacks, we're going to have um, uh, Jamaican chicken patties. Mm. And we're also going to have shrimp and spinach quesadillas. Oh, wow. Give it up. Let's, let's go on and give it up for Tanya B. Tanya B, now you did say... You did say you saw some wild Irish rose and some MD 2020. Did you get some of that too? <laughs> okay, you, okay, you got jokes. No, but what I did do so that everyone would believe me, I whipped out my phone. I actually took a picture and I have the receipt, baby. Wild Irish rose. Y'all know if you live in the hood, that's that wild Irish rose and MD 2020 is still prominent. I mean, you know, I, I drive through 
a couple of hoods every now and then and I stop and I, I, I go check to see if they got it. I don't drink it, but I go check to see. And you remember Manischewitz? Look, that was on the shelf below. You're playing. You are playing. And I, was it? I also saw some old, what was it? Yeah. Mad Dog. Oh, no. 2020. Old, old E. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I mean, but the Mad Dog, it looked like uh, uh, some Skittles. It, it was red. They had a blue wow. bottle, a red bottle, and an orange bottle. And I'll let you get back to what you were saying. Go ahead. Uh, you know, the, I'm just saying the pink champagne. Y'all don't have pink champagne back in the day? Yeah. <laughs> why I woke up like yeah but, I used to like the dry oh man that pink champagne I mean you know when you're a kid you're a kid and your family has a party and you're just hanging around and you know y'all know as a kid somebody leaves something out them look I mean six seven years old you just go grab it that pink champagne man I, I would be looking for that pink champagne bottle because it was sweet <laughs> <laughs> not the beer but that pink champagne, mm. Mm-mm. And you know what? If nobody bought it and nobody drank it, they would not. Um, they wouldn't have it on the shelves. And I was in one of the largest grocery stores in the metro area of where I am, <laughs> somewhere in America, and I almost dropped my purse. Yeah. Well, anyway, quick, just reminiscing. Quick, just reminiscing. Yeah. They're not going. They will always sell that. That's what I'm talking. Thank you, Tanya B. Thank you for coming in. And, and you know, you heard her going, mm, mm. the poetic piece every second and fourth Tuesday at Overtime Bar and Grill. Do they have pink champagne at Overtime Bar no, and Grill? I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> Tell Larry and Charity to get on the get on the ball with that. And, and, and of course, you got any, you got encouraging lines for us. But first, let me give you your your applause and your air horn. Give us some encouraging lines, just a couple, just a couple. Of, spit some, spit some bars. Go ahead. Why, why <laughs> this might not be, <laughs> this might not be encouraging. I don't know, but this is silly. Um, I saw a dog get hit and he got back up and he didn't get hit by no car. He got hit by a truck, more or less a SUV. As a matter of fact, a Jeep Cherokee to witness such a scenario, put something in my soul. I could feel it from my head to my toe. Now, true enough, he could have ran on away and died, but I'm talking about what I saw with my own two eyes. Mm, 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 but still. <laughs> hey, that's encouraging too, right? I guess. That, that's encouraging to run faster. <laughs> is, Bo, is Bo over there by? Because Bo, Bo might have been offended. We might have offended Bo. Bo is not here. <laughs> You well, know, yeah. Bo would be trying to get on the mic. <laughs> That's <You're insane>. right. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Good to have you back, though. Poetic Peace. Miss Poetic Peace Wilds in the building. And of course, he is in Dayton, Ohio, y'all. Y'all give it up for the one and only. He is K-Dub. What up, what up, what up, what up? Now, K-Dub, K-Dub, I got to ask you, man, because they made the announcement. I know Tanya B has some comments. Well, everybody's going to have some comments about this halftime show at the Super Bowl. With Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. I mean, like, I'm excited. I am like, yes. It's something more important. I'm, I am here for it. Oh, so am I. And there will be other uh, surprise guests. I don't know if you're going to see Jay-Z pop up in the spot. Yeah. But trust me, they had to go to, a, uh, like I said, they had to go to a state where Snoop could openly smoke his weed. But as soon as you get done, <laughs> I got to shout out KO in, Ohio, in the OHIO. So. Okay, cool. And also, you know, uh, I'm just surprised. Who's who do you think's gonna cuss first, K Dub? Who gonna Snoop. cuss? 
<laughs> well, you know, they gotta have their finger on the button. You can trust and believe that. Is so, Mary yeah. J on death row? On the death row lane? No, but Dr. Dre did Family Affair. Remember? Yeah, that, that yeah. was crap. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, it should it should be a good one as long as they can put on a good show because they got the names and the, and the star power. Yeah, so they, they do. Put on a good show, it should be on and cracking. This is exciting. Yeah, go ahead. Tiny B. I want to say shout out to K K uh, K Dub and the people in OHI Ho for two reasons. One, because um, yesterday in Howard Hewitt's hometown of I believe, Akron, Ohio, they named the street for him. Part of Cadillac Way is now Howard Hewitt Junior Day. Yes, let me say, say that one. Yeah. Say that one more time. I think I hit the mic. Say it. It was it was uh, Howard okay. Hewitt. What they call a street again? It's called Howard Hewitt Junior Way in his hometown of Akron, Ohio, what used to be called Cadillac Boulevard, but he's got a street named after him. And they did it during some big uh, halftime celebration at some big football game they had there yesterday. Awesome. Definitely deserves I also got to say, uh, from the OHIO and KW, I know you can appreciate this, but we have got to say happy born day to one of the legendary innovators of the funk bass Bootsy Collins, happy yes. birthday. That star base. Yeah, buddy, the funky <laughs> one. And you know what? Let me, oops, let me tell you this. Did Boots you know that? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so overcome. I knocked the mic over. There you I'm go. sorry. So On October 30th, Bootsy is going to have the Bootsy Monster Mass birthday celebration at the Hard Rock in Cincinnati. And I'm sure, I'm sure we can all agree that that place will never be the same after Bootsy rolls up in there and turns it on its ear. How old is Boosie Tanya B? 60-something, but who cares? <laughs> about 67, 68, somewhere up in there. Uh -huh. yeah, no, I, you know, mm. And he's had to actually retire from performing, but don't forget that he also was a very important part of uh, the Silk Sonic project with Bruno Mars and Anderson Pop. So true. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and he actually inspired uh, Kenny Edmonds to take that name Babyface. Awesome. Awesome. Mm. Mm. Yeah. L.A. California. And you know, you yeah. know, they finally gave the wild players a street, but it was a street. I was like, eh, but anyway, they gave him a cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> they gave they him a street. Gave them the block. A street, the block. right? Yeah, it's like a block from me. I'm on the corner of that, but it's like, y'all gave him what? But wow. okay, well, yeah. Well, like, congrats, Bootsy. I got to give it up one more time. Man, that's big. I, I, I would just say, what in the sugar foot is going on? And that's Big all time. I'm going to say about that. There, there it is. Say what? And of course, he is the country commentator. Got to say what's up. Vi's in the building, y'all. We don't know what he did with Bo. We don't know. <laughs> Boy, go home. Go home to his mom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait a minute. It's not this. It's not that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's that. <laughs> Oh Lord, no! Not, the, not going up yonder. He <laughs> going home? No, not yonder. Not yonder. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. Going home to see his mom. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. I just thought I thought we gonna pull out some, you know, some going up yonder. Man, you know, okay. Oh, I wouldn't be here. I'd be <laughs> All dogs go to heaven. <laughs> That's what I'm talking. About. <laughs> hey, but I, I gotta ask you a serious question, though, Vi. Is this the best what? Bulldogs team, man? Uh, Georgia Bulldogs team in the modern era. I don't know about being the best Bulldog team, but that's the best front seven they ever had. Because that defense is killing people, boy. Man, they're going to win. They're winning it all. I'm saying it right now. 
Yeah, they said they don't care if you're the New England Patriots. You're not getting in the end zone. Damn. That's, I mean, I got to give it to them. Yeah, it, it's serious. It <laughs> it's for real. Yeah. I mean, the Falcons need the Bull. I mean, we could just insert the Bulldogs defense into the Falcons defense and maybe win some games this year because I can't believe it. They play better than the Falcons do. They, the Falcons need to go to some of their practices and just take notes and watch. Because I'm at the point. I'm at they the point the, now. Just the reason why yeah. I don't worry about the Falcons no more because I'm high on the Bulldogs. Well, there you go. I'm just, I'm just like, look, hey, um, why don't y'all just go ahead and just go for the draft pick now? Just, just give well, it. What draft pick? Tell me what quarterback can they draft? Who you want out there right? You know now? what? I was, I was, I was thinking about the old Miss quarterback until I watched that game yesterday. I mean, until I watched them play Alabama, and I said, Nah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I said, you know, the old Miss quarterback is coming. He might be. Nah, no, no, because no. <sighs> Alabama just dashed his draft opportunities. <laughs> We can keep. We should have. We messed up. We went. We didn't went just just. Okay. All right. All right, y'all. Hey, here, let's do this because uh, because we got we got something big coming up. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, Mike Roberts and, and kudos to Mike uh, and Tommy's corner coming out of the T. Uh, he's going to be talking to uh, Dr. Michelle Benoit Wilson, a black physician out of Raleigh, North Carolina, and she's going to talk about you know vaccine hesitancy. And we need to be having a conversation with our community, especially since we got people who think the earth is flat coming out talking about vaccines with, you know, who the hell listening to somebody who thinks the earth is flat. Um, but anyway, um, coming up second half of the show after Tanya B, we're going to play that. So, so let's go ahead and do news with Mike and we'll be right back on the other side. Here we go. News team. Assemble. It's time for the week in news with Syracuse. Mike singer R Kelly was found guilty Monday on all counts in a high profile federal sex trafficking case that included a racketeering charge. The prosecutors in the Brooklyn trial said the singer was a serial sexual predator, and the jury agreed. A predator who used his inner circle to ensnare underage girls and young men and women. That's acting U.S. Attorney Jacqueline Casulas. The racketeering case was based on the argument that Kelly got his managers and aides to help him meet his victims, plus control them. And that was basically a criminal enterprise. The singer also faces charges in Illinois and Minnesota. Kelly was Damn. previously acquitted on child pornography charges in 2008. Former President Barack Obama was joined by former First Lady Michelle Obama Tuesday for the official groundbreaking of the Obama Presidential Library. The $500 million facility has been six years in the making and is being built on Chicago's South Side. The advocacy group Protect Our Parks has been fighting the Presidential Center plans in federal court over environmental concerns. They lost their most recent court battle. The pandemic slowed it down, and now it's about to get slower. It is mail delivery. Starting Friday, the U.S. Postal Service will implement new service standards for first-class mail and periodicals. Single-piece first-class mail traveling within the same region, for example, within the state of Georgia, will still have a delivery time of two days. It's long-distance mail that will slow down, such as mail from the East Coast to the West Coast. First-class mail, like letters and first-class packages, have had the same delivery standards, but that will change beginning Friday. The White House has responded to what appeared to be a contradiction between top military leaders and President Biden about leaving Afghanistan. What did this general tell the president? My assessment was uh, back in the fall of 20, and it remained consistent throughout, that uh, we should keep a steady state of 2,500, and it could bounce up to 3,500. That's Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley. Here's what the president told ABC last month. 
No, no one said that to me that I can recall. <laughs> the White House says recommendations from the commanders were split on troop levels <laughs> and that ultimately the final decision is made by the president, a process that the generals agreed with. Uh. YouTube is cracking down on the spread of misinformation by banning misleading and inaccurate content about vaccines, and not just the COVID vaccines. The platform announced the change Wednesday, saying its current community guidelines have been extended to cover currently administered vaccines that have been proven safe. The new mandate goes into effect immediately, and YouTube has already removed pages from misinformation spreaders that include Robert Kennedy Jr. The government did not shut down last night. The news came just hours before the deadline after the House followed the lead of the Senate by voting to fund the government through December 3rd. On this vote, the yeas are 254, the nays are 175. The motion is adopted. The short-term measure had bipartisan support. The bitter back and forth between Democrats and Republicans ended after Democrats agreed to drop the provision to raise the country's debt limit. Now keep in mind, Thursday's vote only takes care of one matter with several other big issues, including that national debt still unresolved. President Biden headed to Capitol Hill this afternoon to try to bring his party together. After his meeting with progressive and moderate Democrats, Mr. Biden said there is still time to get a deal done. It doesn't matter whether it's in six minutes, six days, or six weeks. We're going to get it done. Now, here's the problem. There are three major unresolved issues, the debt ceiling and two infrastructure bills. There was no vote Thursday in the House on the $1 trillion roads and bridges infrastructure bill because a couple of moderate senators object to the $3.5 trillion cost of a separate social infrastructure bill. To be clear, the real battle now is between the Democrats. The roads and bridges bill actually has bipartisan support, but progressive Democrats believe supporting it now will take away their leverage to get the much larger second bill passed. Who's writing Biden's speeches? I'm just wondering. I mean, for him, six minutes. No, y'all listen to this, okay? Six minutes, six days, six weeks. Six weeks. Now, what stands out about him saying that? Six, six, six. so many to sabotage his scripts and his, his uh, speeches and. Because he doesn't review them ahead of time. Because they already complaining about the vi- the vaccine being the mark of the beast. They, he's doing well six minutes, six days, and six. W-. I'm like, dude, um, <laughs> you you do know that's like the mark of the beast, right? <laughs> so, like, I just you know, it's just like you know, I'm not I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm just saying he gives people fuel to the fire. I, I just you know, but anyway, R. Kelly, no surprise. I'm sure Tanya B is like. Uh, you know, no surprise, no surprise at all. All y'all, no surprise. Congrats to the Obamas, to the Obamas um, for the new library. Uh, you know, folks in Chicago already pissed off because they think it's going to lead to gentrification on the South Side. It's going to wipe it out like like it did in uh, in Harlem, in New York. You, you know, yeah. Gentrification was coming before Barack Obama even turned over the spoonful of dirt. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah, they've been waiting. On, you know. When they start blowing up the projects, it was starting. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Also, um, you know, um, I, I, the mail situation real quick, I can't believe that the Biden administration, the guy, the guy, what was, I don't even know his name, but the guy they put in charge of the postal service is still there. And all they have to do, they can't fire him, but they can put new people on the board who will fire him. 
And I just can't believe that they won't make a move after what he did with the elections, you know, with the, with the mailboxes. He's still there. And he, he, he told them like this week, um, get used to me. I ain't going nowhere. So it's, it's just it's just amazing to me. So now if you if you send anything East Coast, West Coast, you you might get it. If you send it now for Christmas, they may get it by um, by next summer. <laughs> I'm joking. That's misinformation. That is not correct. I am joking. Tanya, be go ahead. All right, they'll get it for Halloween, okay? They'll get it for Halloween. I went to the post office on Friday, and I'm like, dang, that was when they started it. So although my receipt says it'll be delivered October the 4th, Mm -hmm. the person behind the window Mm -hmm. that gave me the receipt informed me that it would get there Tuesday and Wednesday, and that's the extra two days that it takes. And mind you, I sent this priority mail oh yeah do not pay your rent by the mail that's all i got to say you better find another way to pay your rent because if you count on paying your rent or your mortgage to a company and i know but most people do it electronically but if you do it by mail i would not do that right now i would not trust that mail you november payment next week (laughs) yeah there you go there you go also uh just real quick the youtube situation um what's who doesn't lie on youtube it's like if you get rid of the vaccine liars, what the what about the other liars? <laughs> you know, about- you know, one of the main people they kicked off, and I was actually glad to see it. No Tino shade was spreading misinformation about COVID, about the pandemic, and about vaccine. Who? And I think since he's had this issue with his ability to speak, I think Robert Kennedy Jr. Oh, must yeah, have yeah. hit his head against a tree like his brother did. I'm just calling a thing a thing. Yeah, they kicked him off. Because he used to make sense, and now he is so out there. Yeah, yeah. It won't be long before the, he's with the woman that plays Larry Davis. What, is it Cheryl Miller from, um, what's that, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Mm, okay. He's going to wake up one day and say, what in the entire hell did I get myself into? I'm getting out of the Kennedy cult. But you know who else used to be like in the heavy anti-vaxxer? Even before all this, Jenny McCarthy. Remember Jenny McCarthy? She yeah, was big into that. that. Yeah, she was anti-vaxxer, but look what happened. Again, I'm saying no teen, no shade again. She was so anti-vax, but her son ended up with issues anyway. Yeah. And she didn't vax him. So she needed to go over there with Donnie Wahlberg, get a Waller <laughs> burger, and sit down, have a coconut smile, and shut the what up. You're wrong. You're wrong for that. <laughs> But anyway, y'all, thank you so much, Mike Roberts. And again, uh, coming up after the tea, man, it's, I mean, because with, with all these people talking this craziness, and I'm so glad Shaq came out and, and uh, who else, Shaq and, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with yeah. these NBA players and, and just said, look, he made, they made it plain. It's like, look, if you don't want to do it, don't play. As a matter of fact, you should be traded and you shouldn't be paid. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad, you know, these these uh, ex-NBA players, these greats are coming out and saying, look, if they don't want to do it, don't pay them. They shouldn't. I want to hear what Magic Johnson has to say. He, and As far oh, as I wow. know, he has not issued a statement. What does Magic have to say? You know, is Will Chamberlain still alive? No, no, no. Will's he dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's the other one? Bill Russell still alive? Yeah, well, Bill Russell good. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you so know what do those people have? I'm waiting for Charles Barkley to take the next. Charles is already stupid. Yeah, Charles is Charles. I think is on the same boat as Shaq and and uh, and what's his name and 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 uh, Kareem. All right, hey, let's do this, y'all. Let's go ahead and take a real quick break, um, and we'll come back with um, with Chief and Tanya B. Real quick break. 
It's time for tea. It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea with Tanya B. Yes, she is somewhere in America, y'all. She is here doing her thing. The one and only. <laughs> Tanya B is in the building. Yeah. Tanya B, what you got? I have so much tea. I, I don't uh, I know I I have my top three, but I just have to do two little um I guess sidebar items. That's why I started will. early. Okay, right. <laughs> one is, you know, Shakari Richardson allegedly, you know, she talked all that smack, didn't go to the Olympics. Then she was running against the Jamaicans and they smoked her. She came in last. But I hear, and if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. She's very colorful in her uh, presentation, whether it's her hair, her nails, and, you know, whatever she wears. And allegedly, she is now um, out and proud and part of the LGBTQABCIA. A-H-O-X-Y-Z community. You need to stop. Now what? <laughs> okay. Well, good for her. You know, all right, girl. Here's my thing. If that's the case, I have two things to say. Yeah. Stand in your truth, stand up in it, walk the walk, and stand in your truth and just be done with it. Okay? Cool. Whatever. Right. Better get fast. Better start running. But anyway. Okay. Right. And then I want to just, and here's a little piece of music history for you. Now, um, in this last week, Barbara Cook, who was a widow of Sam Cook, passed away at the age of 85. But just follow the dots with me on this one. And this could have been a movie. Barbara Cook, the widow of Sam Cook, didn't really wait till his body was even cold enough to put into the ground when she married Sam Cook's protege, Bobby Womack. <laughs> okay. Prior to marrying Bobby Womack, Sam Cook and Barbara had a daughter named Linda. Bobby. Womack had an affair with Linda Womack, his wife's daughter, his stepdaughter. Okay. Then Linda turned around and married Cecil Womack, Bobby's brother, and that produced the 1984 hit, Baby, I'm Scared of You. <laughs> wow. Womack. Wow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Could you put the chart up? Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> you got the chart. <laughs> okay, real quick. Bobby Womack. No, I'm sorry. Sam Cook's wife, Barbara, mm-hmm. married his protege, Bobby Womack. Okay. Bobby Womack had an affair with Linda, who was Sam and Barbara Cook's daughter, after her mother married Bobby Womack. You with me now? Okay, okay. okay. Then Linda turned around and had an affair with Bobby. <laughs> Hooked up with, with Bobby Womack's brother Cecil and married him, and hence was born the duo of Womack and Womack, who gave us that legendary hit, "Baby, I'm Scared of You." Mm. Was that legal? <laughs> was that uh, probably not. There was a little R. Kelly going on there, but you know. Okay, everybody had ten toes, ten fingers, all good. Like, How do you marry a woman and sleep with her Check daughter? Oh my God! Okay, here we go. All right, what you got next? Okay. But okay, I do like that song. That's a, I mean, Womack and Womack. That's a great song. I mean, baby, I'm scared. Oh, yeah. oh, it's a classic. It's it a is classic. a classic. Do, 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 okay, that, then, yeah. that was like the only hit, too. Anyway, yeah. um, Will Smith has this new book coming out next month and in a recent GQ uh, magazine interview, which I said, just go get the magazine or, you know, get in line somewhere and just look at it while you're waiting to pay for whatever. Um, he talks about a lot of things he talks about, and we knew this a long time ago. He and Jada have an open marriage. And that they both cheated and they both have had relationships outside the marriage. We know about that. Then when Will Smith talked about the women that he fantasizes about, I say at least he kind of had good taste, but clearly he has a type because he talked about Halle Berry and Misty Copeland. 
Mm. You probably would not give him the time of day. Yeah. But then he also talked about how he and Jada had this unconventional way that they raised their children. Their children are both very sexually fluid and just kind of, you know, not just normal average kids. I know they're Hollywood kids, but they kind of off the beat. And then I also heard that they were secretly um, into the world of Scientology so much so that they had this school. And the kids, of course, were the first two uh, students enrolled, but it subsequently closed. And um, I say, if you are able to do so, write this date down, November 8th at the Met in Philly. Mm. It's going to be a legendary night. Will Smith and friends in concert. You know, Jazzy Jeff's going to be there. Mm. I'm sure the Roots are probably going to be there. Every Philly artist that ever, you know, it's worth their salt. And some of them are still on the indie tip. So you may not know names like Carol Riddick and Frank McComb, but they can put it down. Is Jaguar going to be there? Jaguar? (laughs) Jaguar's been banished to Texas. Don't forget, she's in the Section 8 apartment with the fans. Wow. Um, they don't mess with her anymore. But you know, that whole Black Lily, you know, Jill Scott, all those folks. So November 8th, I think the Will Smith and Friends conference is going to be actually pretty dope. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let me give it up for Will. But you know, out of, out of that interview, it was interesting because he's got the movie Emancipation coming up and he didn't want to make slave movies. He had said he wasn't going to do slave movies in his career, but he made he decided because um, this is an Apple project to go ahead and do this one late in his right. career. Um, but he's, you know, really made a lot of changes in terms of how he thinks. He's talking about Black Lives Matter and the fact that they shouldn't do the defund the police, but defund the bad police, you know. So right. he, he had some change. insightful yeah. stuff. Yeah, go ahead, Tony B. What'd you say? So, and then I want to say, uh, first of all, um, let Whitney, well, again, I say let Whitney Houston rest in peace. I'm sick of these Whitney movies and these biopics. Mm. And now they're talking, I told you a few weeks ago about remaking The Bodyguard, bad idea. Um, her sister-in-law, Pat Houston, and mind you, Pat Houston, her name was not even Houston because she's married to Whitney's half-brother, not her full-blood brother. His last name was not Houston either. Mm. But anyway, just wow. call a thing a thing. That's but good. now they're talking about remaking The Bodyguard. There's still another Whitney movie in the process. And now they're talking about a Whitney Broadway musical. And, and oh, and wait, and a Mac, a Mac cosmetic sign. It's like, did Whitney even ever wear Mac cosmetics? So Pat Houston needs to, I hope she sleeps well at night. Uh, because they are just pimping the name in the, the they're just pimping the whole Whitney thing. I, I think she would really, yes. yeah. you know, she would turn over in her grave and she would tell them like crack y'all whack. Anyway. Well, I'm just wondering is, is and, and I, I don't know, I probably should look at it a little closer. Is the bodyguard actually owned by, was it owned by Whitney or was she just part of the project? She was in the movie and she was, she did the soundtrack. But again, okay. even with the soundtrack, how do you do those songs over? I don't think yeah. that's possible. Let it alone. Let it go. Yeah. Well, the guy who's well, doing it, his name is Matthew Lopez. Um, as a matter of fact, he just won a Tony, the first uh, Latina, Latino Latina, yeah. uh, uh, to win uh, Best Playwright in the history of the Tonys. And what I'm hearing, what I heard, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but they say the possibility might be um, a Latina in the in that role. Um, but and I don't know if Cardi B, her name is coming up as a possibility. Well, she's gonna have to lip sync. Um, <laughs> I'm sick of J Lo. I'm sick of Shakira. Is over there getting mauled by the pigs at the zoo. Yeah. I mean, unless they who I don't know. But you well, know what? Let me say. Didn't Whitney Houston yeah. remake the song? Which one? Um, I will always love you. Well, that whole oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang yeah. it! Yeah. But I think about it. Leave it alone. Who could come behind her? Yeah, yeah. And make those songs that's worth their weight in salt. But no, you know what? Dolly Parton, Wyo was glad that Whitney remade that song because she made. She's still <laughs> making money. Money, <laughs> 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 
when she, saw that, that, when she saw that money she was getting. Yeah. And like, <laughs> she saw that oh, check. Wait, you, did you see Lil Nas X in the cover of Jolene? Dude, oh, Jesus. Oh, God, Jesus. Take me now. Here we go. I'm talking about Lil Nas. Lil Nas. But you okay? Can, can, I, can I say this real quick, y'all? Can I say this real quick? I was, you know, you know, I watch Pluto. I watch. I love Pluto TV. First, it's free, and you can just leave it on, and you know it'll go all <laughs> over the place. You ain't got to worry about you know trying to figure out what you want to watch. But um, I was watching um, what's the movie uh, Angel Eyes back in like two thousand one with um, what's her name? You just mentioned her name, J Lo. Do y- y'all remember? I forgot. Yeah, I, I forgot how different J Lo looked during that period. You know what I'm saying? When you're enough, go look at her as a fly girl. It's like you're looking at a different person. She looked. I was like, wow, this is J Lo because she looks so money. Different. Money is good. Too. But even even before she started doing all the work in 2001, the 2001 J Lo was like, wow, this is J Lo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, because now she's done so much work to to fit into these movies, she's kind of sanitized J Lo. You know, but when she did Money Train, remember Money Train? Um, yeah. with uh, with uh, Woody Harrelson, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. J Lo was popping, J Lo was really Jenny from the block then, you know what I'm saying? But now it's just like, uh, okay, Jenny J- bought the block, that's all. So, well, she is, Mako, she is old right now. No, it's she not about that, right. it's not about you know? that, it's about her look has been sanitized to make her more mainstream. You know, you could tell she almost gave up her Latina look. To, to be in these mainstream movies. Yeah. To look more white. Yes, there, there you go. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Point blank. <laughs> Thank you, Wyo. <laughs> That's is, what I was right? reaching for. It is, it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> call, it, call it thing a thing, it's time you be safe. But, yeah, but, call it space. Call it space. But the space. movie I was watching, the movie I was watching was uh, Angel Eyes. Um, and and the, you know, I've forgotten forgotten about that movie, but it's a cool movie. Go ahead, Tanya B. I'm talking to you. Go okay, and I know I'm not going to get to the whole lot because I'm so sick of R. Kelly. Hmm. But yes, he's he's in jail. Yes, he may be in jail for the rest of his life, just based off of the conviction in New York. Um, he's not getting out. He's never. I don't think he'll ever walk the street again because no. his sentencing is not until May of 2022. So he's just going to be there. And I say he's on the I'm guilty tour, or uh, you know, because he's still got to go to Minnesota, still got to go to Illinois, and he may go to Alabama. But here's the gag about this whole thing. Well, two things. One is now he's trying to get his sentence reduced and he's talking about he wants to snitch on people and did things that he did in worse. Mm. That is not going to help. When you no. get life, you got life, point blank, period, end of story. And that's yeah. what he's, he said. He's facing life just for New York. He better be worried about the booty bandits. That's what I'm saying. He better be the Pied oh Piper of Don't Drop the Soap. <laughs> That's Wait, who's, I mean, who's going to like, put on front street? Bobby Womack because of what he did with his stepdaughter? Bobby Womack's yeah. dead. But anyway. Yeah. Um, then I, I always thought that Chuck D was the voice of reason. And he usually would make sense. But then when he came out and said, we should forgive R. Kelly, I want to know what in the entire F was he drinking. Um, or was smoking. Like, did he steal Flavor Flav's weed or something or other? And then Bill Cosby said, Flavor, no. I mean, flavor, flavor, Lord Jesus. Bill Cosby said that R. Kelly was railroaded. And but to that, I say, with all due respect, <laughs> Mr. Cosby, shut the entire hell up and be glad you're at home. Let me, let me ask you real, real quick. Um, the ladies, the young ladies who uh, in Atlanta were, were ripped away from their families, you know, and basically uh, wouldn't speak to their families. Have they kind of reconciled with their families? Well, you know, it's funny. The last one, that, the one that was the last one that was left was Joyce Lynn Savage. Now, I wonder what she's doing now because the yeah. money's been cut off. 
So yeah. she had no means of income. She didn't work. And then as you saw, Afriel Clary came out and talked to Gail King and said that R. Kelly coached them you know, for that entire interview, that he was there and he was present during the entire time. And she said that something about this aha moment that she had mm. during the Gail King interview and how cool and collective Gail was when R. Kelly tried to go off on her. Wow. And she said that was a turning point for her because, you know, she went to leave and you recall they tried to set her house on fire. The yeah. guy got convicted of that. They threatened her, tried to set her house on fire. And although, you know, people thought she was crazy, but then after a while she started to make some sense. But one thing I will say, that young lady looks like she's about 99 years old so whatever it was has really i hope she she's gonna need therapy and i really yeah. hope she's getting it because she she's definitely jacked up yeah yeah i hope i hope they can you know get therapy and get help you know for for all this stuff so yeah move on i hope we can move on up. yeah i said we got chuck d bill coffee and akon well again yeah. i said let's get grimy are you even a citizen here um <laughs> He's talking. Are you gonna support yeah. R. Kelly? You better go back to wherever that is you're building those the the water system and, and just be quiet. He's working in Ghana. He's, he's, he's in Ghana. He's got more than one wife, and one of his wives is supposed to be getting on the uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, but nobody on this housewife. Yeah, ain't nobody, right. ain't nobody gonna be left on Real Housewives. But I'll leave it at that. Everybody's leaving. Porsche's gone. Who else is gone? Um, Candy's not coming back. Yeah. Uh, you know they're wait, they're bringing back Sheree Whitfield. Oh no, it's over. It's over. It's one bedroom. Okay. Um, last thing I want to talk about this mystery of Kelly Price. Now, there was this, everybody was ringing the alarm. She was missing, all of that foo-foo-la. And then a few hours, not less than 24 hours after that whole thing, you know, went viral. People were really concerned about her. Then she pops up. But here are a few things that have come uh, into my email box. One is that that interview with TMZ was staged. The other one is that um, that so-called boyfriend is actually her husband. Mm. Uh, Kelly can't work now because of COVID. She did flatline and she's really lucky to be alive. Oh. And just with COVID itself, you have some mental health challenges, but she had them before. Um, there are allegations of addiction, allegations of abuse and things along that line. She has a strained relationship with her family, I think, because they, they thought she was an ATM. But here's the thing now. She was on R&B Divas some years ago and she threatened to beat the beef stew out of Shantae Moore. And she said she'd never work with Shantae Moore again. Wow. Well, again, people, you should never say never. Now she needs money. And what is she doing? A reality show with who? Shantae Moore. And it's about um, female celebrities and their daughters. So I don't I don't care, really. But, um, but you know, it's tough, man, for the R&B genre and especially the gospel genre to, to generate the kind of money later in their careers unless they, you know. They, but she goes back you know, and forth. She's one, you know, one album's inspirational when she's doing gospel and she jumps back to R&B. Kelly goes wherever the money is. It's tough. Basically. I mean, you know, especially with the way music has changed and, and, and you know, then you factor in COVID, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? And the venues aren't there, you know? So. You know, but you know, the other thing is she never had, I mean, Truth be told, Sean yeah. Moore really had more hits. Oh, yeah. And it's more of a name than Kelly Price's. It's almost like yeah. she's a D-list celebrity that was in, you know, some 90s girl group that disbanded. I mean, yeah. I wish her the best. Really... I hope I hope she can bounce back. I do. I mean, she's you know? got it. She can sing. Don't get me wrong. She's got a great yeah. voice. But again, not making the best choices with the people that she does have around her, namely this boyfriend who well, she bought him a record label. How do you buy a record label? You just go and you start one. But again, if you don't know yeah. what to do yeah. and you don't have the business acumen, I can say, I can say his dog got a record label. But if you don't know how to run it, it makes Oh! Both <laughs> Bo can do it. 
Bo can do it. Bo knows. Bo knows. <laughs> One more thing I want to tell you about. Lastly, if yeah. Stevie Wonder, he's working with Sheila E. on her first album in 16 years, and then he's also doing a collaboration with Sir Elton John, and they haven't worked together since that, but Friends of Four, like 35 years ago. Hmm. And they've got a song that they're going to release. It's called uh, Finishing Line. So that should be interesting. Very cool. Very cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, also, um, I got to say what's up, even though, you know, on the superhero tip, you know, I'm always into that Marvel DC stuff. Venom, the Venom sequel did like 90 million at the box office. So nobody can say the box office, um, you know, is people don't go to the movies, man, because this thing was not on what do you call it, any of the stream services yet. And it did $90 million. So, um, you know, and next week is my movie, the, the last Daniel Craig Bond movie is coming out next week, y'all. So, and and this is Daniel Craig's my favorite Bond because he's the psycho Bond. He's the one that just you know everybody else try to be funny. He just kill you. You know what I'm saying? He's he's the Bond that would just take you out. <laughs> he, he was serious. Plus, I like the Daniel Craig uh, version because he had black women. He had you know Miss Money Penny was black. Um, I forgot the he he had probably the most diverse of all the bond go even you know the only other i can remember if y'all go back to the 70s like live and let die uh when when they had my girl with the afro um uh, who, who played uh one of the bond girls but uh the daniel craig era man produced some some strong diversity in my opinion among all the bond movies so i hate to see he's a good guy good actor and uh he's supposed to be getting his uh star on the walk of fame as well so hey let's do this y'all um let's go ahead and jump right into Tommy's Corner. And the reason I'm doing it this week is because uh, Syracuse Mike did a great interview with Dr. Michelle Benoit Wilson. Uh, she's a black physician in Raleigh, and she talks about vaccine hesitancy in the black community. And, and there's just so many false narratives out there. And, and that's why, you know, when we do the show, I don't really talk too much about the whole vaccine thing unless a, a doctor's involved. So Mike went out, and and thank you again, Mike, for uh, for giving us the opportunity to to be included uh, with this interview. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just jump right into this, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Here we go. Dr. Michelle Benoit Wilson is an OBGYN with Wake Med Health in Raleigh, North Carolina, and she joins us today. Um, I think it's important to let everyone know that you are a black doctor because our focus is vaccine hesitancy, especially in the black community. Uh, so, Dr. Benoit Wilson, as a doctor, when you uh, face objections or hesitancy, how do you handle that? Yeah, that's a great question, Mike. When um, when I'm in the office, uh, my patients are pregnant women, they're young women, um, you know, obviously elderly women as well. But right now, the the numbers of people who are remaining unvaccinated tend to be our pregnant and our younger women. Um, and when they ask me about the vaccine, um, I, I tell them the truth, which is that, uh, you know, I, I try to address their questions, um, but I tell them the truth, which is that they should be getting vaccinated, that there are no, um, there are no reasons for a pregnant woman to fear getting the vaccine, um, that it has been really well studied. Um, and that's the biggest concern that a lot of my patients have is the effect on the baby, uh, you know, uh, the effect on a young child, you know, um, who from if, who's been born to a mom that was vaccinated during her pregnancy. Um, they also have concerns about fertility if they're young and trying to get pregnant. Um, so that's where I personally am seeing it in my, in my sphere. Um, 
But obviously, we also have people who are concerned for other reasons. And a lot of it is based on misinformation that they're getting from people that they know in social media. And what 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 kind of questions are are you getting? What what are they? I mean, what are they saying as as part of their hesitancy? What surprised you? I guess is one of my biggest questions for you. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that has surprised me is that people really assume that masking alone is going to protect them completely. Um, and uh, I, I, from what I see when I'm going out in the supermarket and you know running errands throughout my day. Um, I continue to be surprised that people really believe that masking alone um, is going to protect them because we see every day that people are not wearing quality masks. They're not wearing them properly um, and they're not wearing them consistently. And so the the important thing about this these new variants, especially this Delta variant, is that it's highly contagious. It's more contagious than the original uh, uh, variants that we were dealing with um, last year. And so if we're not wearing quality masks and wearing them properly, uh, that layer of protection is not working as well as it should be. Um, so that's one of my, that's one of the things that uh, frustrates me a bit um, uh, because I see it all the time. Understood. Um, I think most of us thought we'd be back to normal by now. Is getting vaccinated the fastest way we can do that? Getting vaccinated is the number one way. Absolutely. Uh, we know that these vaccines work. Um, there obviously is a lot of discussion right now about the need for booster uh, doses. Um, and we oftentimes prefer to call them, you know, third doses um, and who should who should get them, who should qualify. But we absolutely know that the folks winding up in the emergency rooms in hospital, on the ventilators, um, with chronic long-term medical problems, by far are, are unvaccinated people. Um, it doesn't mean that those of us who have been vaccinated cannot get infected. And, and that was never the promise. Even when the vaccine was first introduced, the, the, the endpoints that we looked at uh, that were reported were serious infection and death. And so we know that by the data that's available to us, which is tremendous, that uh, unvaccinated people have a much, much higher uh, chance of getting severely ill and dying from this, from this infection. You know, it's also sad that uh, for some people, seeing people on, the, on TV and the news and or family members who are, you know, on their deathbed has been the one thing that's motivated them. Um, and that's, that's got, that's really, really sad. Uh, what, what is the best way that those of us who are vaccinated can convince others to get vaccinated? I bring that up because many of my friends who are vaccinated uh, have adult children who, yeah. who, who, who have struggled. They, they've struggled to convince them to get vaccinated. I'm in that boat. My own son who is in his forties is finally getting <laughs> vaccinated not because he wants to, but because his job says he has to. So, yeah. so, so what do we say to those who haven't been forced to do it? You know, I, I think it always comes down to the why. Um, and when you have an intimate, you know, personal relationship with someone, hopefully th that communication can be open and non-judgmental and to really figure out what, what are the reasons that you feel this way? And hopefully it's because, um, Hopefully it's because, you know, people just have not had access to factual information. And so by sharing that 
and sharing reliable resources, we can start to move that needle a bit more. Um, but, you know, the, and frankly, the other I, suggestion that I have is, is really putting your, your, you know, line in the sand and saying, well, you know, I don't want to be at increased risk. And I have these other people who live in my household or, you know, who are vulnerable, be it kids or elderly people who are, you know, immunocompromised, um, even if they've been vaccinated and, and say that if you choose to still remain unvaccinated, you cannot be around us. Um, and a lot of us feel that way because we're doing our best to protect other people, um, but we're still allowing unvaccinated people to to still, you know, be around us. And, and that's risky as well. So um, I think some honest conversations have to have to take place. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But but now they're angry that they've been forced to, to get the, the shot. Is there a way to recruit them once they get the shot to make them feel better about the fact that you, you did it, you didn't want to do it, but it was a good thing. And maybe they can convince others who are hesitant. Yeah, you know, I think uh, th they need to realize the number of people that they are impacting out in our community who cannot get vaccinated. Uh, we're talking about children under the age of 12. We're talking about, um, you know, uh, people who are homebound, you know, who have where it's a little bit more difficult to find someone to physically come into your space and give you the vaccine. Um, we're talking about um, people who are immunocompromised, who've gotten vaccinated, but, you know, maybe for whatever underlying condition they have, weren't able to mount the same immune response. Um, we're talking about healthcare workers, Mike. We're talking about every time someone who is ill uh, is, gets admitted to the hospital, they're being taken care of by a team of healthcare workers who themselves have young children at home who cannot get vaccinated and you know who themselves don't have booster shots yet. Um, and so they're putting other people at risk. And I think we have to get to a, a point in our community where we talk about our responsibility to each other. And, you know, it's one thing to make a choice that only affects you, but this is not that choice. This is affecting so many other people around you, seen and unseen. Um, and that reality has to be something that's at the forefront. Absolutely. Absolutely. How, how do we conduct our lives after we're vaccinated? Should vaccinated people continue to wear masks? You know, Mike, that's a great question. And I have to say within my own household, um, I, you know, I've got two teen asthmatics who are vaccinated um, and, but, you know, they have underlying medical issues and I've enjoyed not having them get their routine colds. Um, you know, uh, I've enjoyed, uh, you know, really seeing a, a level of health <laughs> that I typically <laughs> don't see. And, and there are other, you know, there are other things that we need to be cautious about. And so, um, I don't know exactly know what the future looks like um, with regard to masking. Once we get to herd immunity, hopefully um, we get there. Uh, but it doesn't bother me. I, and I'll just be honest about that. I mean, I'm so used to wearing it. It's it's part of my norm. And and so if it's something that protects me and and doesn't harm me, I don't really see a need to, to stop doing it in public indoor spaces, for instance, um, when I want to enjoy something like a concert or, you know, um, whatever, a movie. It, it's not a big deal to, to put a mask on. Right, right, right. Uh, with the focus on vaccines, though, we don't hear uh, much about testing. Is testing still important? 
Absolutely. And I, and I test as well. Uh, you know, I have family members who I want to spend time with who are, um, you know, young, my, my nephews are, are not able to get vaccinated yet. I have, um, elderly people that I want to be around, uh, who are immunocompromised yet, you know, they're vaccinated as well. And so I test, um, it makes me feel better. It makes them feel more reassured. Um, I want to get together with my friends who have young children and they're in the medical profession. And so I've been testing quite often. My kids play on, you know, uh, sport teams. Um, and so even though they're vaccinated, we test because we want to make sure that they have not been exposed in their school or sport environment. It's about protecting other people. So again, I'm checking that off as another thing that's not a big deal. It's free. It's widely available. So we do it. It's another layer of protection. Okay. Uh, your advice for parents uh, soon, they're going to have to make a decision about their children. Uh, now that Pfizer says their vaccine at a smaller dose works for kids. Uh, what do you say to parents? You know, I, I, I tell them congratulations um, that I'm excited for them because I know the fear that they've been dealing with the apprehension um, and the anxiety. Um, I felt it too. And my, my teenage son thanked me um, the, when the first day that he was available to get, he was, you know, eligible to get it. He thanked me because he wants his life to return back to normal. Um, and so I, I tell them, congratulations. Um, there are very, very, very rare, uh, reasons why someone should not or cannot get vaccinated. And they're so rare that, um, it's, you know, that it's, it's a conversation to have with your doctor, but, you know, we know that this disease can cause long lasting impact. It can cause long lasting impact to kids' um, hearts. Uh, it can cause diabetes. There's more information about, you know, uh, brain um, uh, memory function. So I don't fear this vaccine at all. I fear COVID. Yeah, I understand that. And you, and you talked earlier a little bit about boosters. Um, they, those who are over 65, I assume you would recommend they get those boosters now and those who are in, at, at risk should go ahead and do the same thing. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really myself even double check the CDC recommendations um, to um, with regard to whether or not someone qualifies at this point. Um, we're hoping that healthcare workers can can start getting boosters um, because there is a lot of information out there that data that shows that um, there may be some immunity uh, benefits that. Um, that start to, you know, go down um, over time. And so we're waiting for that guidance uh, really eagerly because as healthcare workers, we're always, uh, you know, interacting with patients who are not vaccinated. And so, um, you know, but there are plenty of people who qualify right now. And uh, the CDC has, has been really great and clear about who those people are. All right. And, and finally, tell us a little bit about uh, Sister Circle, uh, what that is and and where it's having an impact. Yeah, you know, we are a group of six black female physicians who work uh, in North Carolina. Um, and we work for the same healthcare system, uh, Wake Med. And uh, we, uh, many of us were friends before, before all of this. And, and, you know, we know in our community that, um, we talk and we rely on each other for support, uh, um, especially in a challenging profession such as medicine. And so when my colleague, Dr. Rashida Monroe, was at one of the first drive-through clinics that we were able to hold as a healthcare system in January, um, she was 
incredibly gratified to be doing something that was helping other people. But when she looked around and, and she saw that most of the people receiving the vaccine were white, um, she called us and said, hey, you know, we've got to do something about this because we we know that black people are about 23 percent of uh, uh, Carolinians and they weren't there today. Um, so what can we do um, to, to make sure that we're we're fixing and or addressing what we know is going to be a problem, right? Because racial inequities, um, unfortunately, uh, they exist, and and we're always um, we're unfortunately always at the at the at the down end of that. So um, we were able to mobilize and reach out to our black churches and our black community organizations, our um, healthcare professionals, our friends and neighbors, um, but really making those relationships with uh, with places where we know Black people go. Um, and we were able to, over a 48-hour period, sign up 700, over 700 Black people for the next clinic that, that weekend. Um, and when our health institutions saw that, um, they kept saying, hey, if you can do it again, we're going to give you more vaccine. We're, we're, and the government, the Wake County government continued to do that. And so we really ended up being really strong partners um, with with our hospital system and our government um, to be able to deliver the vaccine to the people who needed it the most. Well, I want to thank you so much uh, from, from the folks here in Georgia for the good work you're doing. Uh, I think it's appreciated all across the country and uh, we, we uh, encourage you to keep it up. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike, for having me. Thank you so much. And I got to give it up, give it up to Mike, uh, Mike Roberts, our, our very own Syracuse, Mike. Um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Benoit Wilson, uh, just good stuff, man. I mean, you know, I, and, and, and I decided to, to, to do that because of all the book, I'm not going to call it what it is. Um, but the stuff that's out there, especially from some of these folks who think the earth is flat and, um, yeah, and so on and so forth. I, you know, I'm not even gonna get into it, but you know what I'm saying? You can call us, uh, 413-556-9546. Uh, if you have any feedback, um, just want to say thanks to the panel, Tanya B, Vod, K-Dub, Y-O, Tanya, uh, of course, you know, uh, I get everybody in there, Tanya B, Vod, K-Dub, Y-O. Thank you so much. Um, you know, we've had some great conversations about this as well. So um, any final shout outs? Y'all got any final shout out shout outs? Hang on. Let me get you. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> right, any final get, shout outs? Just anybody. Yeah, just jump on in. Get, hey, get vaccinated, brother. Everybody. <laughs> That's Brothers and sisters. That's right. right. Brothers, sisters, grandparents, everybody. Get vaccinated. Your children's. And your children too. And and get your booster if you can get that also. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um I'm getting mine. Yeah, me. Oh, well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put that out there too for certain reasons. (laughs) Not because of age, though. Nah. (laughs) Also, y'all, uh, you can follow us on social media, Facebook. This is the G Podcast. Uh, Instagram, same thing. This is the G podcast, uh, Twitter. Um, this is the G pod. And, and we're also on TikTok, y'all. You can, you know, follow us on TikTok at this is the G Uh-oh. podcast. This week. <laughs> yeah, we're on TikTok. We're not, you know, you got to send me some video while. <laughs> can't yeah, hang. you got to be active on, on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, you got to be active. Yeah, you just can't sit there, you know. Mm-mm. Any any um any other last minute shout outs? Uh, heard from Vi. Why, uh, Tanya B, you got any shout outs? Listen to the Birdwire. Friday, <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, the best new and classic music only by independent artists. 
Are you the are you rooting you rooting for the Patriots? Never heard until now. You rooting for the Patriots, by the way. Yeah, but no, I don't care. I'm rooting for my snacks, y'all. I don't care who wins. <laughs> snacks. <laughs> you about to say something, Wild? Were you about to say something? No, I was the same man and listened to the bird wire. Hey, man. There you go. There you go. K Dub, I hadn't heard you, man. Any any last minute thoughts? Oh, oh yeah. I said go Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, they down here kicking, y'all. I don't know what that's <laughs> all about. Championship. They winning it. Yeah, and you you know what, K Dub, you said it. If they don't win it this year, I don't know when they're gonna win it. You you and right. might have said the same thing. If they don't if they don't win it this year. I don't know when we will win it. Yeah, yeah. When Nick Saban retire. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because they get that. <laughs> it's always Alabama. It always comes down to Alabama. Alabama just took Ole Miss out. I mean, they lost. They lost everybody from their team last year. Yeah. What they doing? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And and you know, next week is our 100th episode. Got some surprises. Also, you know who I got coming in, y'all. And I'm, 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 I'm gonna go ahead and say it because you know I, I think I got it firmed up. Uh, comedian Jonathan Slocum, y'all. I'm gonna give it up. <laughs> y'all know, y'all know Jonathan, right? From um, Jonathan Slocum, we used to do radio back in the ATL. You know Jonathan K Dub. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Where do we know him from? Where? Uh, J- uh, Jonathan Slocum was uh, on Steve Harvey's show. He was the slim one in the group, the uh, the band, um, the 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 music group back in the um, Steve Harvey show days. Uh, he's played the pastor. In, in a couple of Tyler Perry movies, uh, touring comedian, but uh, primarily, you know, we've I've known I've known him for over thirty years, so he's going to come in and, and and do some stuff with us on the hundredth episode. Looking for I hadn't talked I hadn't talked to him. And better be funny, <laughs> I mean, you know. But you know, he's 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 a good guy because he's he's probably the what they call him the uh, the clean comedian, very clean. Um, what I remember most about Jonathan was he was the best damn Jesse Jackson. Uh, you know, impersonator ever. Cause you know, plus he's a Grady baby back in the day, ATL, you know, I'm looking forward to having him on, but uh, you know, any, any, anybody else y'all want to want to jump on the show for episode 100, uh, you know, shoot me a note. You can always call us 413-556-9546 or hit us up on social media. Plus I got some other announcements, uh, some stuff that we're going to be doing as well. But uh, I just want to again, thank, thank the crew. Thank, uh, thank the panel big time. Thank you. No problem. You know, Wyo down in Mac Town, K Dub up and up doing his thing. Uh, you know, um, yeah. I, I got to get his guy from uh, my, my man from Dayton, uh, from from some amazing groups, funk groups in Dayton. He's gonna be on the show. Can we get? Can we? I'm gonna go ahead and say it, Tanya B. Um, can we? Can we get my man uh, from the Giants, uh, Carl, back on the show? It's since you know, huh. since the Giants, since the Giants won this week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You need to check on Carl because I, I mean, see if we can see if we can get Carl back on um, because you know maybe we can do it like mid-season when we get down to game number nine or something like that. But ask him if he can come on back. We'd love to have him back on. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. With that, episode ninety-nine is in the can, and we are out of here. Appreciate you again. Thank you, everybody. Peace. Peace. Have a good one. You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.